Now joining us once again, a bit earlier than usual, is retired National Weather Service meteorologist Hugh Johnson for our weekly discussion of weather and climate. Welcome back, Hugh. Hey, how's it going, Bria? I, too, remember key punch uh, computer cards and not, wasn't a big fan of them at all. So, yes, I, I reveal my age, too. <laughs> so it's, we're glad to have you on tonight. And, wow, yesterday it felt so much like November. But what I hear is that we have not yet had a frost in the immediate capital region. Isn't that unusual, given that we're now at October 23rd? Uh, it's very unusual, Bria. In fact, it's so unusual What's even more unusual is that we have not gone officially below 40, which is now the latest that's happened in any fall season. The latest was October 23rd of 1903, so uh, over 120 years ago. And uh, tonight we should do it. Tonight we should easily get below 40 and probably get a frostbite. I don't know if we're going to get a hard freeze. We're not gonna, and that's when you really officially end the, the growing season. I don't think we're going to get quite that low. But we'll definitely get down to 30 tonight. I'd be very surprised if we don't. Everything's setting up for a cold night tonight. Hey, Hugh. It's Alexis here. So is there anything... Hey, how you doing? Oh, good. Uh, is there anything else going on of weather interests that our listeners should know about? Well, it's nothing horrible. There's no big storms out there or firestorms. But in the Amazon, the port of Manius in Brazil had uh, yesterday, the day before, their lowest in recording in 121 years, uh, 13.59 feet. Now, this is on the Amazon, which is the largest river by volume in the world. The largest length is the Nile. But this is bad news. This has caused crippling uh, economy in this area because boats have been grounded. Uh, it's been one of the driest, uh, one of the worst droughts they've had in the summer, and it's being blamed on El Nino because we've had, when you get an El Nino, that part of the of the uh, world gets very dry. There's a lot of sinking air, and, and it suppresses a lot of the convective activity. So not a good thing at all that this is happening in Brazil. And speaking of El Nino, last week we had to cut you short when you were talking about it, and you mentioned a couple other weather factors and how they can have just as much, if not more, of an impact on our weather than just El Nino alone. So can you tell us a little bit more about those? Absolutely. Again, just to recap, El Nino is the warming of the, of the uh, equatorial Pacific waters, a, a strip of very warm water. It's happening. It, it's a done deal. Uh, the question is how strong it will be. But when you act, people say that that gives you a general winter pattern, which it does. But if you got to look at some other indices like the North um, Atlantic Oscillation, which is a pattern that sets up when you have high pressure over Greenland and low pressure in the Canaries, you're in the negative phase and you have a blocking atmosphere and you're pushing cold air down towards us and keeping the storm track pretty active along the eastern seaboard, generally speaking. When it's the opposite, negative, uh, positive in AO, you have low pressure near uh, Iceland and you have high pr pressure further south. And then you have a more progressive pattern and you keep the cold air north. That's huge because that can uh, interact with the El Nino to make all kinds of different types of El Ninos. For instance, in 2002-03, we had a moderate El Nino, and you probably don't remember this, but it was uh, one hell of a winter, excuse my French, 105 inches of snow, only one of the three times we had over 100 inches of snow, and we were buried the whole winter. It was brutally, it was quite cold, too. But then you get the El Nino of 15-16, we had hardly any snow, but the stronger El Nino, but that was very unusual, because usually during the strong El Nino, we get a couple of big snowstorms. That year, we really didn't, and it has to do with the 
in that particular year in the more in the latter one we were in a positive NAO phase almost the entire winter whereas in the previous winter I mentioned 2002-3 we were in a negative NAO for the entire winter we also look at other indices like the um, Pacific North American pattern and and others and, and basically what these indices do is they keep a trough in the east if it, if it's they work together and they phase right it keeps a trough in the east it keeps us cold and and potentially snowy or we get stuck we get into a ridge or we get zonal in which case we're not nearly as cold and we're less likely to get storms we still can it's not that we won't get them but it's just not as likely so a lot of variations on the el nino and that's what people got to understand it's still you, you see stuff on the internet oh it's going to be this kind of winter and that but it's still a lot we still have to see what's going to happen with how much snow cover covers the uh, uh, up in the Canada area, the progression of the snowpack, it's still not taking off. It's still a little bit below normal. Uh, but we are going to see changes down the road. I think we are going to eventually get into some genuinely cold weather, but not until we get into some nicer weather first. So with all of those different factors, now I'm getting a better sense of why weather forecasts are so difficult and often vary so much. Yeah, and then, Bree, you got to throw in another factor. You can have a negative NEO and, and El Nino, but it all comes down to where the storm track sets up because in the winter of 2009-10, not that that winter was an El Nino, but the storm track stayed south of us. We, we did get some snow that winter, but we were well below average. That's the year that the Mid-Atlantic got crushed with three epic snowstorms, and we missed two out of three of them, one we got part of. So we really lucked out in that winter, although we got one later on on our own, but still we never caught up to what they were. But yeah, just, it's just a very, very um, tricky thing, the timing and everything. It's all about timing and, and all these uh, teleconnections coming together. So, Hugh, what do you see uh, for us in our weather for this upcoming week? It's a great week, Alexis. We actually have um, we're going to be cold tonight, like we said. Tomorrow it's sunny, back up, up around 60 a nice gentle breeze, and then we're going to warm it from there. We're going to see temperatures closer to 70 Wednesday, Thursday, and probably Friday as well. We might even get into the low 70s, and that may even continue to the weekend. We have to watch a front that might backdoor on us on Saturday and give us a shower and cool us off. But all in all, it looks like a great week coming up until the beginning of the weekend. And then after that, it looks like we will start seeing some more seasonably cold weather returning. Are we going to see more of this wind and rain that we've had the last few days? Not certainly this week. The next chance of that won't be till right now on paper anyway. It looks like around Halloween. So we'll keep you on and that's still a week away. But uh, we don't see any big storms between now and the weekend. That's correct. Any early forecasts for trick-or-treaters? Just stay tuned because the problem of that day is there's going to be a storm developing. It's either we could be on the warm side of it or we could be on the cold side. On the cold side, I'm not going to scare anyone, but it is Halloween after all. But there there could be some of that four-letter word in there. And by the way, Halloween, we've only had, I think, less than an inch of snow is our record for Halloween. We've we've been spared any big Halloween storms per se. That could change sometime. But, you know, it's still a week out. A lot of things can change. But – just keep an eye out, but you know, at least it looks like the chance of some precipitation that night for sure. And um, temperature is still, you know, depending on where that front ends up, could be uh, mild or not so mild. 
So when you say the four-letter word, you, you're not talking about the S word, snow, are you? Yeah. Well, especially north of, of Albany, on um, sometime around Halloween, November first, there could be some snow into working into the equation. That is correct. I mean, it's still early, and chances are we won't get accumulating snow here, but it's something to keep an eye on. Well, that just seems like a scary trick. Yeah, but but enjoy the next few days because they will be gorgeous, and there should be a lot of sunshine and, uh, and that kind of thing. It'll be, and it'll be you know good for the vitamin, getting some vitamin D because it's now getting hard. To get, it's almost impossible to get now. Just barely get it for a couple hours. <laughs> okay, well, thanks, Hugh, as always, for joining us once again, and we look My forward pleasure. to talking with you next week. You all have a good uh, night then. Bye, you Hugh. Thank you. Bye, bye. You got it.